I grew up in a culture that teaches young men that nice guys finish last. If you want to find your way in this world, you have to trailblaze yourself to that reality. And what we now see is a society plagued by millions of people trying to get ahead of each other. It's time to go the second mile in developing strong meekness. This is Travis Sagnan, and thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where you seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5.41, where he says, if anyone asks you to go one mile, go the second mile as well. Follow Jesus all the way that you can. And so that's why we're taking these couple months here to focus on Jesus's words in the Beatitudes contained in Matthew chapter five, to look at what does the blessed or the happy life look like for the disciple, the person who says that they're going to make much of Jesus. In our first week, we talked about spiritual bankruptcy, where Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The second week, we looked at Meaningful Mourning, where Jesus said that blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Today, I want to talk to you about strong meekness. It's, it's recorded in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, the third beatitude that Jesus says, when he says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, if uh, you're honest, you know, meek is not, or meekness is not necessarily even a word we typically use, but it really means someone who's submissive, someone who is humble, uh, someone who is not pushing to get their way. And um, and as mentioned earlier, it's not one of those traits that we typically encourage people to have. We tell people that if they're going to survive in this world, um, you know, might is right, and you have to really um, almost position yourself to be heard, seen, noticed, and advanced in this life. And so here comes Jesus with something as ridiculous as, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And we go, the people who inherit the earth are not the meek. They're the, they're the emperors who come in bold and bombastic and take over. Uh, the people who inherit the earth are those that you know have an agenda to push, and they are relentless in their pursuit to make sure everybody knows about them. That's what that's are the people who inherit the earth. And here comes Jesus, um, very different than that. And and yet we see in his character even that he is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, God Almighty, wrapped in human flesh. And what is he? He is literally a homeless man teaching a group of poor people in the mountains at this time. Instead of coming into Jerusalem on his last week of life on a war horse to to create a earthly kingdom, he comes in on a young donkey to create a spiritual kingdom. And, and, and we see that his way is very, very different. His way is meekness. And I'm telling you, it's the way that this world needs. And it's also the way that you probably need. Right now, if you're trying to push your agenda and your family and your workplace and your church and life all together and you feel like it's working, maybe because it wasn't supposed to work that way. Maybe we should try Jesus' way instead. Once again, in Matthew 5, 5, Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Well, for those, the difference between the first mile believers who are doing just the bare minimum and the second mile believers who were saying, let me follow Jesus as closely as I can, first mile believers are those, I would think, that when it comes to this beatitude, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. First mile believers are those who avoid obnoxious, prideful behavior. Um, and, and so I, th- I think the bare minimum here is that we all know it when we see it, and we see it from a mile off in those that are just very blatantly um, obnoxious and prideful and it must be their way and rude and arrogant. We see that. And first mile believers will go, okay, I know that I don't need to be that. Okay, that's good. But what if you are still trying to accomplish the same thing, but you're doing it in a passive-aggressive type of way or a spiritually passive-aggressive way? 
So first mile believers, if they are avoiding obnoxious, prideful behavior, second mile believers need to be pursuing intentional meek behavior. And so how do you pursue intentional meek behavior? Well, Jesus said it even when he was there in the garden um, getting ready on the eve of his crucifixion, and he knows of what is coming his way. Uh, He is aware of the crucifixion. He's not scared of the whip. He's not scared of the nails. He's not scared of the crucifixion, but he is understanding the depth of him absorbing the wrath of God for our sake. And he says to God, his father, if there is another way, now would be the opportune time, Dad, for you to come out and bring this out, but not my will, but yours be done. I don't want what I want. Ultimately, I want what you want. And that is meekness. In fact, uh, Jesus is even quoted as having that in Matthew eleven twenty nine. He says, I'm gentle, I'm, I'm meek, I'm humble in heart. So when you come to me, you can find rest for your soul is what Jesus said. And so what is this meekness? Well, obviously, it, it is the opposite of pride. And, um, and I've, I've heard, I read before that pride is a lot like bad breath. You always think it belongs to someone else. Um, you, you smell it out there and you think, obviously, it's somebody else. And so once again, you may be saying, well, okay, I'm okay in this one. That one's not that big of a deal. I'm not that obnoxious, prideful person. But once again, what if you were trying to accomplish the same matters, but you're just kind of spiritually passive-aggressive about it, that you're just not this blatant, horrible, obnoxious person, but you are manipulating the situation, you're changing the conversation, you're gossiping around, you're trying to advance your agenda, you're trying to get your name out there, you're trying to steal the credit uh, when it's a group deal, Uh, you want to highlight yourself instead of give honor to someone else, you want to have everybody think that you did it versus God did it through you. This type of pride can come in a a lot of ways that can be honestly just disgusting, especially when we put God's name in it and we kind of hide it behind him. And so that's what pride can do. And so to pursue meekness, that blessed or happier the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, this is important for us all to know. Like we, We desperately need to have this type of thing in our life because I believe that how, how, how would the meek person be a happy person? When you finally realize this, that you don't have to prove yourself to anyone in this world. I'm going to say that again. When you can finally find happiness and joy and blessedness in this life is that when you get to a place of being meek, you inherit the earth because you don't have to prove yourself to anyone in this world. What's making you and I crazy today is that we are relentlessly trying to find people's approval. We're trying to get their affirmation. We're trying to get the attaboys. We're trying to get people to say, you're doing a great job and that you need to be recognized and celebrated and honored and cherished. And what if that's the honestly the most dangerous thing in our life is that we're making it all about us, that we are so fixated on ourselves. where Jesus says, hey, if you want to be blessed, if you want to be happy, if you really want to find the life that you need to have, don't try to do it by advancing yourself or trying to find approval from other people. No, you already have approval from God Almighty, and now you can pursue that meekness. You can seek to be that, and you'll inherit the earth, which is countercultural and the most ultimate paradigm shift that you can ever believe, and that is what it is for kingdom citizens. So even if you're not that obnoxious, prideful person always having to get their way, are you considering what um, meekness looks like in your life? 
Uh, because ultimately, here's where I believe. If I'm going to be honest with you, I would just think this entire world would be better if I was running it, right? If I was in charge, if I was telling you what to do with your life and the government and uh, everything going on in 2020 and 2021, if everybody would just listen to me, I, I got it all figured out, folks. If people would just listen to me, right? Well, meekness is even if I don't have the opportunity to change anything, am I okay to be someone who is submissive in the right way? That doesn't mean submissive to the point of sin, but it does mean I don't have to be first. So if someone has to go standing and there's and someone needs to get up from a chair to let someone else sit, like you be that person, if someone else is going to wash the feet, if someone's going to be the first one there, the last one to clean up, like could you be that meek person who is saying, I want to be servant-hearted? And I don't want to try to advance my agenda. The further along you get in life, the more prestige you get. Typically, the less servant-hearted you might get. And yet Jesus, uh, Philippians chapter 2 says this, He did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by becoming the form of a servant. So here's Jesus, who is literally God in the flesh, who's just left heaven. And what does he do? He's born in a manger. He, he puts himself as a, as a servant. He, he washes the feet of dirty disciples. He hangs upon a criminal's cross. I mean, this is our standard right here, is that the one who had all made himself nothing so that what? So that we could all inherit the earth, that we could all live life, that we could find salvation and forgiveness. And, and so... Well, you go, okay, this may happen in different sections of the world. Uh, I mean, I'm a pastor, and this happens in ministry world. I can't begin to tell you that how early on I got so sick and tired of the stair-stepping ladder, uh, stair ladder uh, in ministry of, well, people would serve in this capacity so they could get to this, and they're only doing their time here at this church so they could get that church, and they're throwing their name out there to get at this kind of deal and just going, like, whatever got, whatever happened to just being faithful to where God planted you? And, um, and so I remember years ago that I was actually – kind of helping um, backstage and kind of organizing this event. And we had the speaker come in from, he was from Texas and a great communicator. I'd heard him on something before, but never really met him. And um, something I just, I had an opportunity with him before the event began. And I was, you know, kind of curious about like, well, how does he speak at stuff like this? And and man, I wonder one day if I could speak at something like this and kind of want to get some tips from him for ministry, right? And kind of want to advance my own agenda. And I remember asking him like, what are some things that I need to know uh, starting out in ministry? Like, what are some things that I need to do? And he looks at me, he says, you know what I, I do? He goes, I pray every time before I speak that someone will mispronounce my name. And I looked so confused at him, and I said, what do you mean? He says, well, I have a kind of uniquely uh, spelled last name, and I just pray that all the time that, um, that someone will mispronounce my name, and it will be a reminder that um, it, this isn't about me. It's not about my name. It's about God's name, and that one day I will be forgotten, and that is the goal, to be faithful and then to be forgotten. Uh, and, and so I just remember him sitting there saying, like, this isn't about me. This is about me doing my role. It's not about building this platform or having people follow me. Like, I'm here to have people follow Jesus. And I'll never forget that as the event started and the MC for the event got up there, and I'm sitting next to the guy who's about to get there and speak. Uh, this guy's on the stage. He introduces the speaker, and he says, let me introduce. And he says the guy's name, and guess what? He mispronounced it. And the guy looks over at me. He just winks at me, and he goes, there it is. And he walks up, and he just delivers this bomb. I mean, like he just he kills the sermon. He just incredible. I mean, just preached his heart out. It was so life-changing, and I don't remember a thing about it. I don't remember what passage he preached. I don't remember what the sermon was about. I don't remember what he said. I just remember that day him saying, I just pray that my name would be mispronounced and forgotten, and and I've never forgotten that. And so maybe that's part of Jesus' way, is that maybe we need to stop trying to push our agenda and make sure that we're remembered. Maybe we need to be lost and be forgotten in the middle of it all. So maybe that's a path for you as well. Hope to see you on the second mile.